0: Hey, greetings all, Snedeker here, and it's a pleasure to be with you on this episode of Mr. Curiosity. I thought I'd take some time to back up a little bit. Here's the deal. Um, now, in this whole podcast enterprise experiment that I started doing, uh, you know, this isn't fake. I'm kind of curious about a lot of things. I'm the guy who's always asking why, when, uh, how, you know, what, and uh, I thought I'd turn into a podcast. Hopefully a lot of you folks think the same way or are even interested in some of the things. But here's my point in telling you all this. I I, I want to interview interesting people. I've chosen WNEP personalities, local personalities, politicians, doctors, uh, business owners, uh, community specialists, whatever the heck that means. I've done it all. Rock stars on a national level. We've done a lot on this, Mr. Curiosity, over the last almost two years now. Try to do two or three of these a month. So here's the deal it's not all about that. It could be the guy down the street who delivers your papers if anyone gets papers anymore. (laughs) The point is, um, this podcast is about having a conversation with interesting, vibrant, enthusiastic people, people who embrace life, make a difference. Maybe even for the worse, hopefully the better, but you see my point. I want interesting things to discuss. So maybe, you know, something or someone that is good for this podcast. So let me know, give me an email at joe.snedeker at WNEP.com or joe.snedeker at yahoo.com. And I'll reach out to that person. It could be you. You don't know. For example, today's guest is uh, James Diem, Dr. Diem, And he, um, I really don't know the guy. Never met the guy. But I got these messages sent to me. You got to interview him. He's full of life. He's smart as can be. He's vibrant. He's alive. He treats people with respect and kindness. And he has a way of just interacting with people that makes him an outstanding human being. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm always curious about eye issues. And he's a real eye doctor. And by the way, what is an eye doctor? You hear terms like ophthalmologist, optometrist, obstetrician. I know that's a whole different thing, <laughs> but the point is we're going to get into that too. And I had some uh, nice messages here emailed to me about uh, concerns you may have about eye health, so to speak. So we're going to do it all. And I never met this guy. I'm going to meet him with you and go through the arc of his life, his business, what he does and how it could influence your life. Are you ready to talk to Dr. Diem? I am, too. Let's get down to business, baby. Baby, says Mr. Curiosity. Baby. <laughs> Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All righty, folks. Here I am with Big
1: Shot. Big Shot Dr. James Dion. Uh, how you feeling, big guy? Uh, another day in paradise. I know that's overused, but it's how I feel. I love what I do, and I'm I'm very grateful to to be here uh, with you. Are you one of those uh, doctors that
0: are going to make me call you doctor? or Could I just say, Jimmy, baby?
1: I refer. Uh, I would uh, respect uh, being called um, doctor from here here on. No, I'm just calling. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> I I want I. I... I uh, I want I call me Jimmy baby Jimmy, Jimmy baby ba- <laughs> absolutely absolutely what I'd like you to be calling me. Can you Every- hang on for one, one second? I, I got. It. I'm with I'm you. Somebody just turned the lights you. out on me. Hey, can you turn the lights back on? See, folks,
0: isn't this the beauty of this? Do you <laughs> see now? Someone shut the lights off on him as we were recording. So now, he's got to go. Did you hear that, big shot doctor? I can't wait to hear how this happened. I thought. James, I thought you have your people do
1: all that stuff. What's going on? I'll tell you what. You know, it's hard to find good help these days. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm back. I'm good. Don't you agree? There's the beauty
0: of podcasts. Like we just keep that in. We keep
1: keep it in. (laughs) Keep it going. Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You look good. I got you. Got all the eyeballs for those who are going to watch this. This is very official.
1: I said, "What is my best background? Zoom background?" And there it Uh, is. And. I had to set it up in the office. So we're here in the office. You know, I'll, I'll even do a little Look bit. Of he's doing a little spin and everything. Look at this. I got the optical back there. We're in the waiting room right here. So, yeah.
0: Someone <laughs> suggested I talk to you because they said we're kind of alike. We're both, uh, you know, a little fun and goofy and uh, in a good okay. way. And, good. and I don't even know you. Did we ever meet? I know
1: your brother. You know, I think I was about 10, uh, and uh, I came in maybe with Boy Scouts or something. Get like out of here. I'm guys. that old. And, you know, you, you showed us around the, the backyard. I and, can't you know.
0: believe I'm that old.
1: Yeah. You're killing yeah, you me, did. brother. You're you killing are. me. It's true. Well, yep. anyway, it, your brother worked at WNEP
0: a long time ago, so that's, that's how right. I knew him. But I don't know right. you, and this is all going to be great stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's – it's uh it's uh, serendipity that. All right. Well, let's begin that. with your
0: So you're, you're you're born. You plop out of, uh, of a wonderful woman in Hazelton. <laughs> what do you want to say? Yeah. What year? Or you don't want to get into? Yeah, that born
1: in 1985. The great year in 1985. Uh, and um, you know, I I was born, and I love it. You know, because so many people identify. You know, I'm I'm here with my people in Hazleton, my people. <laughs> and uh, I swore, like many northeastern Pennsylvania nights, that I will never <laughs> come back to this area. No way. I'm bigger. I'm better. I'm going to do wonderful things in a big city, save lives one eye at a time. And um, I was drawn back by this magnetic force. I didn't have any clue existed. And it's been for the best. But my story is I was born in the St. Joseph's Hospital here in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, Um uh, my mom uh, had five children. I'm the baby of five. Is that yeah. right? Yep. And Are I'm there... 10 years difference uh, from the next one up. So Frank Diem. Uh, Get out of uh, here. Is, is 10 a, years. A, is 10 years difference. So even more to Frank. So how, how old were your parents when they had you? Older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> older. I was a miracle, Joe. I was a miracle. And... um <laughs> You know, that's what I've been told. That's what I believe. And uh, that's the way miracle. It. So, yeah, I mean, it could um, be. The, wait, wait, instead of miracle, it could be the other M word, but we won't. We, that's we won't right. Say that's it. right. It's a miracle. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, so no. five kids, baby of five. And, uh, you know, um, grew up, you know, mainly my mom and I. My dad passed away when I was 10. Oh, cancer. I did not know so that. My mom and I growing up. For most of, you know, my childhood, my mom had a little nursery school in the community. So businesswoman in the area, well-known, well-respected, hardworking, uh, put me through Catholic school, went to Bishop Hafey High School uh, and uh, went on to college. Um, so,
0: so your mom
1: or dad, not, not
0: necessarily in the medical field. Your dad was or wasn't? No, it was
1: not. No, 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 they weren't. No, my dad. Your
0: list, your list of credentials, it looks like you are the chosen one. I, I mean, collect it looks...
1: credentials. That's what yeah, I look, do. This guy looks like... that could be put behind my name, I get
0: them. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks <laughs> like you're like a purebred from a medical pro- prodigy or something. Uh, I mean, but no, no. just a, a regular guy.
1: Just a regular Hazletonian that has worked really hard and been at the right place at the right time and uh, also screwed up a good bit. And I think that's, a, you know, that's a testament to, you know, you realize <laughs> you realize what you can lose, too, you know, and you work hard to get what you can what you've been blessed with. So. I
0: love how you uh, said the, the magnetic forces of northeastern central Pennsylvania brought you back. Me, too. I mean, when I left here, it seems like there are some people they leave and they never look back. And others, for unexplainable reasons, um, there there's something that brings you. I, I was just in Florida for the last few days.
1: Yeah. But Florida
0: is like Florida's like paradise. Right?
1: But <laughs> what yet, are we doing here? I know. I but know. yet,
0: but yet I'm thinking, no, I'd rather be here.
1: Yeah. And I say t- the people I, every know, single what, day, people that bitch and moan, you know, pardon my French, people that complain about yeah. northeastern Pennsylvania and say every single day. Wherever there's people, you're gonna have the same problems. You know, wherever there's people, so it doesn't matter where you are. There's gonna be people. You have the same problems. So it's it's the only thing you can control is your expect your perception, right? Your way. You, you are exactly everything. right. And, and not only
0: that, but what you said is wherever you go, where you think this is so great, there are people who are born and raised there trying to get away, saying, "I, I got it."
1: <laughs> Whether
0: it's Florida or Hollywood or New York City, there are people there going, oh, I got to get out of here. So I love Northeastern PA. So do you. So when you were in high school, were you like uh, the the biology kid getting 100s and everything? Absolutely not. No,
1: Um, no, I wasn't. Uh, You really weren't. I was a little bit of a troublemaker, definitely. Um, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely walked the line, Joe. I did. I walked the line. I rebelled. Uh, I played sports. Um, I did well. Um, I did well in school. I was, again, very blessed that my mom worked hard, put me through Catholic education, and uh, I appreciated that. Um, and and I, I did well. Uh, but no, I wasn't, you know, in the front row answering all the questions and doing extra credit points. I, I wasn't, to be honest. But I did well. Um, so, being and, that you
0: were, you went to Bishop Hafee. I imagine your Catholicism was a big dominant force in your life. Uh, absolutely, my mom's yeah.
1: like Mother Teresa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so she's definitely, you know, the the prototypical Catholic mom uh, Catholic guilt, all that good stuff. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> I got it too, man. I got yeah. it too. Do you yeah. look down on us regular public school uh, kids like me? Not or? at all. No, not at all.
1: Not at no. all. No, nope, nope. Not at all. <laughs> I went to, I went to public school for, um, elementary school. Did um, you? it would just so happen to be that in our community, there was a brand new elementary school, Uh, built the year I was going to kindergarten. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Valley Elementary in Sugarloaf, Pennsylvania. No. Uh, So you're from Mountaintop? No, no. I'm a Northeastern PA
0: guy uh, north of Scranton, Carbondale, Simpson. You're from Carbondale. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, it was a brand new elementary school. So I went there for elementary school. And then when junior high came, I went to to Haiti. It was just our family tradition, uh, what we did. So we have these, I I can't, I can't
0: avoid the fact that I, I, when you find overlaps in people, you're attracted to them and you're (laughs) a Catholic guy, me, Catholic guy, and we're both from these towns. And I don't, I have to watch how I say this,
1: State, however you want it's reality we're from here we could talk no about, but I mean about, but I mean
0: Carbondale now kind of has a reputation I don't think it's well deserved Hazelton has a reputation definitely whether, has a
1: reputation
0: yeah and but but when you go back to the 60s and 70s and into the 80s they were totally different places right you know what I mean whether they changed for the better or worse they changed but but right. the point is they, they had such good-hearted people who yep. had these values from the quote old world. My grandparents were from Slovakia and it was like a Mayberry when I brought up, it was like Mayberry where I grew up in Simpson. You know, it was, it was the church three, three, three homes down. I was an altar boy, Cub Scout. Three bars right
1: next to that, right? Three bars right next to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the Cub Scout leader was my
0: best friend's father. I mean, you know, it's not like that anymore for whatever reason. Yeah. And Hazleton has that way too. I bet you grew up with this rooted greatness.
1: You know yeah, i mean you know again i i will i will caveat not that i'm trying to distance myself from hazelton at all but it's just the reality i grew up in drums see in, i uh, I, I do this next to Hazelton. <laughs> not, not a not a big differentiator but you know it is just being honest so anyway, i do the
0: same oh, thing i'm from simpson not carbonyl i do the not now okay
1: i <laughs> uh, don't want to be mixed up with that so anyway but but i'm here and now i'm working hard to change exactly what you're talking about and, and uh, absolutely i mean we have a huge demographic change you know in right the area, in the area of hazelton but i love it I yeah love it's not it. a I bad guess, thing why would it's anyone fantastic. think it's a, bad I speak, thing. I speak it's a great I thing practically fluent spanish as a result of it um lots of people that are coming to this community to build families and futures that are you know exactly what your grandparents worked to do so it's different. It's, yes, know, but, it's but funny it's, how
0: the brain doesn't like change. You gotta, yeah. you know, that's the problem here. Brains do not like change for whatever reason that is. Yeah, you have to accept change and embrace change. So um you said you got into
1: a little trouble. Do you want to expound on that? Or no? Well, you know, th- I mean, because <laughs> I-, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just the the, the things <clears throat> that you would expect, and to some extent, I mean, I think you know, was it me rebelling? Was it you know? Not having my dad around was it? Yeah. You know, all sorts of things that I could probably, you know, um, prophesize and theorize about. But I think, you know, yes, I, I did. I got into some trouble. I got, I, I, I did. And, and, um, you know, I, I think again, the, the, the good thing about that was that I was able to see. After, you know, being put through that, let's say I started out at Muhlenberg College, actually. Fantastic school. okay, Um, Great, great college. Um, Went to uh, school there as a biology major Um, and just, you know, didn't take it seriously. Didn't didn't see the opportunity for what it was. My God, this happens all the time. I hear it from from patients all the time and friends and so forth. You go to school. What am I doing here? You know, what? what's my purpose? Standard issue, 18 year old story, right? There you go. So did that, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, I was just, you know, what hand of God, I don't know, slap me in the face and and put me in a position to, Grow the hell up, just the bottom line. Grow the hell up, and so I I left school. Um, I left school. Um, and I went to Wilkes Barre of all wonderful places. I was um, gonna say,
0: wait, wait, wait. So we got to back up. So why no, did you yeah. ma- why did you major in biology?
1: Well, what, what you just I always thought I wanted to do something in the healthcare field. And and again, like you said, um, you know. Oh, so, so you
0: weren't a seventeen or eighteen year old thinking I want to get into I. I- I want to get no, out. okay.
1: Not at all. Not my story. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, sometimes it is it calls the story it. of a lot of I, doctors and morticians alike, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it is somewhat of a unique profession. Uh, so, a lot of times there's some unique story. There's yeah, some, yeah, but no uh, family you're like, history. Not yes. So, what happened was, again, you know, wake up. All right, good. So, I leave school for, you know, a semester. I go to Wilkes-Barre. I get my own place. Um, and I get a job. I get a job. And the first job I could get, I looked, I opened, I went to CareerLink, I opened the newspaper, and <laughs> I wanted to get something in the healthcare field. And I was having my own place. I had to look at my loans. I was like forced to grow up very quickly. And um, first thing I could find, and this is what it said, it said pretesting patients and, you know, um, working up uh, exams. That's all it said. It didn't say what it was. So it ap- actually happened to be um, America's Best, uh, which is an eyeglass store up in uh, Wilkes-Barre Township Commons. It since got blown over by a tornado. Uh, <laughs> you remember the tornado that came through, you recall? About um, six,
0: seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, that is where my eye doctor career began. But wait, um, now so I'm
0: confused. I'm confused. You lost me. So when you went to Muhlenberg, you said first where? Went to Muhlenberg, And you, and a, you did it a semester, a whole year, what? Two years. Two years. Two years. So but I but it didn't again, work I, out.
1: I got well. I mean, I got credits. I did oh, okay. Well. You transferred I, I though. You transferred. I was taking a leave. Essentially, I was taking a leave and just stepping back and saying, you know what? Where am I going? What am but I? There's going no degree. No degree. Yeah, exactly. So I you thought know, you it, made
0: you transfer to Wilch University. Not true. Not at that point in time. Oh, okay. So I see. So you so, have this
1: is like an interim. This is a wake up moment. This is uh, you know what? This is the reality. Now, you know, you've you've set you've kind of made some decisions. Here we are. You have 50, 60
0: credits from Muhlenberg and you think I'm not gonna graduate, I'm gonna take some time off. Let me take some you...
1: time, let me just see what's going on here. Gotcha. So yeah, oh, you, sorry you hear about these that. things and you talk to people and you're like, why would you do something like that? Yeah. I, again, you know, young, dumb, whatever, but I look at it as the hand of God or just, you know, whatever you want to call it, just kind of directing me in the right position saying, Hey, look, you know, this is what it's like when you lose the opportunity that you've been given, you know, that your mom worked so hard for all those, you know, your, your siblings. So, so I did, I, I, I took some time off. I, um, uh, which didn't amount to much. It was probably only about six months, but I got this job that happened to be in an eyeglass store. I walked into the store. Um, Get and out of here. I, I met the, uh, the, the manager and he kind of took me under his wings and he said they needed somebody. I was, you know, eager to do something and, you know, kind of already felt, you know, maybe some remorse about leaving school and, you know, losing that opportunity if you will. And, um, that kind of set me on a trajectory. The doctor there took me under their wing. The optician, the person who helps with glasses took me under their wing and I fell in love with it. I immediately fell in love with it. Working yeah, but, with some, but
0: some 20 something year old, no degree yet, uh, what are you doing? Selling frames, cleaning everything. Yeah, yeah. What I, was,
1: I was answering the phone. I was putting files away. I was. And and that was where I started. And it was very humbling, actually. It was very humbling to to be, uh, you know, a receptionist. You know, here I am in my own mind, which I was nowhere near there. I'm going to be a neurosurgeon, you know, and, and I didn't really have that goal. But, right, you know, right. in my own mind, I'm thinking I'm in biology. I'm going to be pre-med, all this kind of yeah. stuff. And here I am being a receptionist. So it was it at was an very early place. Th- this is interesting. It what was humbling. a great story. It was humbling, but it was the best thing that could have happened because it's you what I see, needed. Folks, do you I see how then?
0: life takes these paths yeah. and in U-turns? So were you living in wilkes You have an apartment by yourself? I had what my own doing?
1: place and I had to pay for it. So that's why I got that job. And, <laughs> and you're working yeah. full time. Yeah, I was working full-time. And, and you have um, some
0: bio credits, but no degree, no, no nothing. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, you know, no offense. I said, let me
1: go and, and get some practical experience in a healthcare field and make sure this is what I really want to do. And that was the first job I could get. Um, so <laughs> they took me on. They said, let's go. And, um, you know, I, I, through that six months time, I kind of worked up the ranks while I was there, if you will. Yeah. Um, I, I went and actually got a certification to be an optician. Um, I, you know, learned kind of the ins and outs of, you know, sort of the front of office type stuff. Um, and then I said, you know what, I don't want to screw around. I want to try and get back into school. So I went to King's, I went to Wilkes, I kind of looked at both and Wilkes took me. <laughs> Wilkes was like, yeah, sure. Come on, we'll take you. And, um, it just, it all just kind of worked out. And every time it worked out, Joe, it was like, I had to pinch myself. Cause I was like, I don't know, is this, is this the way it was supposed to go? Is it the right way? But it was always the right next step. And so because
0: sometimes after you take a break, there's no ever going. I bet you if you looked at the yeah. people who said, I'm going to take a break from college, a yeah. high percentage of them never return. Absolutely. But, you did.
1: but I did. And I had a totally different perception of it. You know, I didn't screw around. I sat in the front. I asked questions. I came early. I stayed late. I tasted what it was like to not have it. And um, again, my, I go back to my mom and my siblings worked hard to get me there. And um, I didn't realize it. I didn't really wow, realize. Oh, is that it. cool. So, so, yeah. so
0: the program, is it a six-year program? How does that work now? You already had yeah, the two so years. Four behind. years of
1: undergrad and then four years of optometry school. So but it's you eight,
0: don't have to start from scratch, correct? You didn't
1: have to-, to start from scratch. So I actually got accepted into after probably about, uh, after about a year, um, I got accepted into a program that sort of guaranteed me a seat. Um, at optometry school because I knew it's what I wanted to do at that point right. um if I was able to carry a certain GPA through the rest of my degree program there which you know I didn't have any problem doing because again I I loved it I loved it I was if having you're a blast. passionate about but, something
0: it's a, yeah it's like a cheat yeah. when you love something you're passionate about it it's like cheating I tell my kids that yeah yeah so so I have to ask you this right now because I'm an educated man and I can imagine a lot of folks are with me and maybe not so educated. I don't even comprehend. I think I do on some level, but optometrist, ophthalmologist, yeah, op, is there an optician?
1: There's all these Os. I, there's That's all these things,
0: and I you know I don't even know. very confusing. Help me out. Help me yeah. out.
1: Yeah. So eye care is a little bit confusing for exactly that reason. And, and, you know, it's always like, well, who do I go to? What do I do? Right. And, and so when you go into an, uh, an eyeglass facility, let's call it a, a we call them retail facilities, like a lens crafters or a Walmart right. or a, a BJ's, whatever, a Costco, um, those are going to be places where you're going to be initially dealing with, or really any eyeglass place initially, when you pick out your glasses and they're fit to you an optician. Okay. All right. Optician, so stop right
0: there. Now an yes. optician. Yeah is nothing to do with an optometrist, optician.
1: Optician is frames, lenses, making sure the frame fits you correctly, the prescription is correct for that frame. So on and so forth. And so, No
0: offense to these dedicated people, I imagine yeah. little to no college educated needed for that. Or? Well,
1: you know, it's it's interesting that you that you say that. Um, in the state of Pennsylvania, there isn't any requirement. Um, there are associate degree programs. There's a couple of them throughout the state, um, and in certain states, uh, New Jersey, New York, uh, which happen to be you know the closest, it requires an associate's degree. Oh, okay. Um so you know, it's it is interesting. Now there is a very robust certification process. I mentioned that I got when I was at, you know, uh, in undergrad, it's called the opticianry certification. Um, so there is, there's education out there, but but, but a lot of know, that, it's not required in the state of Pennsylvania. So, but that's almost like, it's like cosmetic stuff, right?
0: you know, you're not doing medical. You're going
1: to get a bunch of cosmetologists throwing darts at your forehead. If you start, you know, poo-pooing cosmetology. No, so, I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's cosmetic, meaning it's super, it's superficial. It's superficial. It's not medical. It's not invasive. So you're, you're, you're,
1: you're. I I agree with, I'll agree with that on the surface. I think there's a lot of good education that could be done there. Um, but there's a lot on the on the back end of that, you know, and, and it has to do with licensing and, and turf wars and what who <laughs> could do this and <laughs> who could do that. And, and so, you know, again, opticians are certainly professionals that right. help you make sure your prescription is in the correct frame gotcha. um, and that it's measured correctly. Which but is they beautiful. never
0: dissected eyeballs. Uh,
1: (laughs) probably not no but they definitely should have an understanding of eye anatomy and then uh physics that has to do with optics you know so there is some all right so that's
0: that's that's if if we want to do it in a tier way i guess that's kind of the lower here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hope I'm not. Sure, big. sure.
1: You, you can All do that. You can next, do that. Everybody next? has their place, right? So, yeah. opticianry, glasses and contacts. I'm a doctor of optometry. Okay. So, what does that mean? Um, the, what, what I think is the best way to understand doctor of optometry is the primary care provider of your eyes. So you have a problem, you have a cough, you have a sneeze, a sniffle, what do you do? You don't go to your neurosurgeon, you don't go to your cardiothoracic surgeon, go to your primary care doctor. Your primary care doctor can really probably take care of 90% of your needs. Um, And when there is a need for some additional, um, you know, specialty consultations, surgical consultation, you go to those individual specialists. Very similar in eye care. So in eye care, the doctor of optometry is the primary eye care provider. So what does that mean? It means on any given day, for instance, today, I saw a six month old that had a blocked uh, tear duct. Um, I saw You know, the range of uh, uh, ages for simple refractive error, nearsightedness, farsightedness, prescribing glasses and contacts. Um, I saw a handful of people that have traumatic brain injury and visual consequences after it. It's something that I'm particularly interested in. A bunch of patients with glaucoma, macular degeneration. Um, And we see surgical um, co-management patients that have had LASIK, cataract and refractive surgeries. Um, with our uh, ophthalmology colleagues. So we prescribe um, drops, uh, we prescribe pills um, and we do minor surgical procedures, um, you know, as allowed by our scope of practice in the state of Pennsylvania. I Um, love it,
0: but don't be overly humble here because the (laughs) the first tier with you just mentioned, the optician, was it? Yeah. In some cases, little to no
1: education for, education. For, for and formal now, education and now yeah. for what
0: you're describing yourself as we're talking a medical degree six years that's eight quite years a, eight, eight years, years. that's yeah, eight quite years. a
1: jump absolutely absolutely and, and that's um, what you did a lot of extra that that's right red that's what i've done so Not i'm
0: curious about that. this so that's that's when you're in college it's you're doing the same thing as it's pre-med pretty much right and then it's a and, medical and degree whether you were whether you're going to be a cardiologist or an ophthalmologist, This same four to five year program you all you guys are all doing together.
1: Correct. Undergrad. Yep, we're all doing undergrad, undergrad. That's what I'm together, saying. And then you're applying to optometry school, medical school, dental school, whatever. Gotcha. So um, that's it.
0: So now you're you you did your medical
1: four year degree at Wilkes. Undergrad pre med. Yep. Undergrad pre med. And then where did you go from there? Uh, it's called the Pennsylvania College of Optometry or Salis University. Okay. Um, there's only twenty or so optometry schools in the country really um, yeah there's only a handful yeah so there's only one in pennsylvania actually and it's one of the oldest ones it was um i think it was 1906 or something it's been around for a long time and um so so yeah that's where i went uh, it's called sallas university now because they have an audiology program they also have physical therapy occupational therapy they do some master's degree programs for orientation and mobility which are people that help uh, folks that are visually impaired get around with walking cane and, and things of that nature. So you're, stuff. you're
0: in your twenties, you're going in debt. You got your four degree, four year degree from Wilkes. Now you're going to optometry school. Yeah.
1: Uh, Best uh, time of my life, Joe. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, it was, I mean, what a, what an honor and a privilege, you know? In, and you know so for, even, for
0: those years, is it just all specific to the eye and the network connected to it? You're yeah. dissecting eyeballs.
1: <laughs> we <You're> do looking- <laughs> We You're do doing, some dissections. We have gross anatomy, you know, just like you would in medical school. So, we do all that. Um, we have, you know, so your first year is, you know, general physiology, anatomy, pharmacology. Yeah. And then the added part that we get is physics, right? Because there's a lot of optical, you know, components of physics. That need it's to be all learned.
0: refraction, baby. It's all refraction.
1: And I know you know a little <laughs> bit about that. So. Um, and then, you know, second year we're doing more of, you know, uh, what we do, you know, in the exam lane. So some of the tests that we do, some of the principles with vision, cause vision is, is a complicated beast. It doesn't just happen in the eye. It actually happens in the brain. So there's this whole idea of perception versus what you see. So we're learning about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're getting out there in the world and we're doing, uh, rotations. Um, and so I did rotations in, uh, on an Indian reservation in Montana, which Get was awesome. out of here. Why, yeah, was, why? Fantastic. You oh, just great. wanted an
0: experience or
1: what? Well, here's here's a good quick little story. So um, my first rotation I wanted to do, so again, I came at optometry school like I did with my second go at, at undergrad. <laughs> worked my butt off, you know, sat in the front, asked questions, came early, stayed late. Um, and and uh, so I worked hard. I did very well. And um, so, you know, when we came time to pick for rotations, I uh, was a little frustrated with the process because we had to pick ping pong balls out of a box. And I'm like, what the, you know, I, I worked so hard. I should get my choice. You know, I'm top of the class. I did really well. And, um, but that's not how it worked. So I wanted to go to actually Arizona to a Indian health reservation, Arizona. Again, when you're on an Indian health reservation, there's a lot of disparity, a lot of economic issues, and you just learn a lot in those situations, both from a socioeconomic standpoint, life and, um, you know, a lot of disease there as well. So good opportunity to learn on so many different levels. So you wanted to help the
0: marginalized, perhaps.
1: I was really interested in going and, and experiencing that learning, trying to help. Right. Anyway, so um, I, I lost the lottery. I picked the wrong ping pong ball. So Montana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, actually, that first one, what happened was the only thing that was left over was guess what? Hazleton, pennsylvania so remember i said i'd never come back to Hazleton.
0: what so do you mean who, by left by chance or by pick it was the only,
1: it was there was a list and it was like one of the only things left on the list because you I the other it. guys gals didn't want it they said no i uh, know who would want to come here nobody <laughs> so i'm just kidding everybody should come here yes um, so uh but no it's the reality so again Going back to Wilkes, I did work at that place, but I also shadowed a couple other um, independent docs, you know, which was, you know, is where I'm standing right now, a place I shadowed. I was like, that is cool. That is exactly what I want to do. That's how I want to practice. Um, I don't want to do it here, but I. that's how I want to practice. So anyway... I, again, that's the magnetic force. Brought me back, allowed me to practice. You know, Here was my first rotation. Did that. It was great. I loved it. Um, after that, I went to State College, a large group practice out there. Really enjoyed that. And I, I timed that just right so it was in time with Penn State football. I'm, of course, a Penn State football fan like the rest of us knuckleheads, um, northeastern Pennsylvania. And um, where else did I go? I did one rotation. Go were ahead. these
0: rotations? Were these rotations? Um, You're not getting paid. You're still. Oh, no, it's
1: just part. It's like internships. As yeah, a you're still. A, so
0: Same at this thing. point,
1: you're you're going in slump. debt.
0: Or am I getting too nosy? You're going in you're, debt. Yeah, you're paying. It's part of school. Yeah, you're going in debt. The bills are piling up.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I came out of school, I had around a hundred. I had uh, I think two ten, two twenty in school loans. Yeah. Jump change. You make that in four months.
0: There Don't you go. Forget. Yeah. So. Did, so did did were, you, were there any challenging? Aspects when you were in these medical, um, these deep medical optic courses, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is beyond me. I can't memorize all of these, these, these blood vessels and tendons connecting the eye. Or, no, you're yeah. like that. I, I
1: love it. I can do it. I put the work in, I got the results. You know, I, <laughs> he's I did. taking the I,
0: high road, folks. I, he's did. Taking I mean, no, it was no, it was, you're yeah, brilliant. You're brilliant. But- that's excellent. So, so yeah. when do you graduate from this entire program?
1: Yeah. When does that happen? So I graduated in 2014. Um, and it was again, four years after I started school. Um, I did at the same time, a master's in public health course uh, a program at the, concurrently at the same school. Um, and I, so I was able to graduate with both my doctor of optometry and my master's in public health at the same time. Um, during that time, you know, you have a decision. The decision is, do you want to do a residency, a one year additional residency, or do you want to go right into practice? Um, so for me, I, I knew I wanted to go into practice. I was always, always interested in the business side of what we do too. Um, you know, it's just the reality. There's a business side of everything, of healthcare, sure, yeah. hospitals, business side of it. So I was always interested in I'm that. I'm surprised so was,
0: you wanted to merge those two together. It's like, they're usually, uh, the evil sister and the evil, uh...
1: Well anybody that says they're not connected is a bold-faced liar. So Oh, they are. They're me. Yeah. I mean, they're connected. They're
0: not only connected, they're one at times. Yeah. And
1: it's a shame. Yeah. And that, that, that could be a shame, but at the same time, I think if we're realistic about it and open about it, it doesn't need to be that way, but I wanted to join private practice. And so my, um, now partner and, uh, you know, then mentor, still my mentor, Dr. Tom Kislin, uh, who, who started, you know, Hazleton eye specialist, which I did that rotation in, we flirted, you know, we flirted throughout that time. And, um, I was this close to going to Vermont. Uh, Vermont was uh, another rotation I did. I worked at a VA in Vermont and I, I love the outdoors. I love hiking, I love running, I love yes, hiking. Yes, um, yes. And I did, you know, a ton of hiking when I was there, cross-country skiing, loved it. And um, a little too cold, but it just it just wasn't meant to be. We, we, Dr. Kislin and I came up with an agreement. I joined the practice and then um, I became a partner about five years ago now.
0: So So is that at that point in your life, could you, is this a, I imagine it's a very open and, um, and, 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 and quite uh, luxurious field with opportunities. You could have chosen anywhere. You could have said, I'm going to LA. I'm going to Florida. You could, you probably could have taken that. And, and that seed could have blossomed yeah. in.
1: You know, I, I, I think that the answer to that question is, yes, you can go anywhere. However you know, everybody wants to be in suburban Philadelphia. Everybody wants to be in suburban Orlando. It's Miami. where the money is. Yeah. There's a lot of people there, but blah, you know, blah, you're blah. just another, you're just another fish in the sea. You know, you're just another, yeah, yeah. there's lots of uh, place. So here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with my people again, you know, I could speak their language. It's, it's, uh, um, and you're the big fish in the sea. Well, and you could, you could make that statement. I, I think, you know, again, it's more like you're cut from the same cloth and as a result, people respect you more. And, and um, so I think there's something to be said for that,
0: you know? So to complete the loop of the original question. So how does uh, the, I'm looking at the term here, the ophthalmologist, and I don't even, how, yeah. I think that's under discretion. How to, could you give it a nice slow word to say that?
1: Ophthalmologist. It's, yeah. ophthalmologist. A lot of
0: people just go ophthalmologist, but. Op- Op-
1: ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist, Ophthalmologist. Yeah. Ophthalmologist, what, yeah. What is that? So, surgeon, you know, Okay, so that's that involves surgery. Eye surgeon. That's what it uh, that's what an ophthalmologist says, an eye surgeon. Okay. So, you know, they they go through undergrad, medical school, usually a 3-year residency in in ophthalmology. Surgery. So usually that for and so you know the they're not getting into eyes until after medical school. So in medical school, you know, you have two years of yeah. didactic work two years of rotation. So they'll do primary care, OBGYN, um, you know, uh, cardiology, neurology,
0: right?
1: Yeah. And you, if they're lucky, they might get an ophthalmology rotation, but it's rare. Um, and, and, uh, cardiology or, um, ophthalmology residencies are extremely competitive. There's really only a handful, you know, in comparison to the greater scheme of residency. So very competitive. Because I would but imagine
0: the surgery, uh, the cream rises to the top and that's where the highest income is too. Correct.
1: I think he he gave me the, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I think it depends (laughs) on how hard you work, but you know, the, the, um, I think you were never interested in that. I think the potential is there. I think that, yeah, that certainly, you didn't want um, to do surgery. No, you know what? I love the um, interaction that I have with patients. I I think you know doctors of optometry are sort of known to have a little bit more um, time with patients, a little more um, hand holding and experiential on the ground floor with patients. You know, not to say an ophthalmology doesn't have that; they do too. Um, but no, I I loved what I did. You know, learning. This field, and I, I'm not, I don't regret it one bit. I, I love every day. So, and um, they love and we work you. From what I see, our ophthalmology colleagues, we work hand in hand with them. In fact, we have a cataract surgeon that comes in here once a week, and a retinal surgeon that comes in here once a week to help us.
0: They say that a lot of the surgeons have the God complex. You're not going to, you're going to play cool and pretend you don't see that, right?
1: (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: All right. So uh, this is a great arc of your life. I love it. So you've been there five, six years and you're a partner, a partner in the business.
1: Yep. Yep. And
0: married. Uh, I believe yeah. your wife, from what I read in your bio, let me see here. She's a big shot
1: neurophysical therapist. I she mean- is a big shot. Yes, she is. Absolutely. Yep. She, she's one of the only in the area that has what's called neurocertified specialty. Um, she worked on an inpatient rehab, brain injury rehab at Penn uh, until I drug her here, kicking and screaming. Nice. Where is she from? And uh, so she is from the sprawling metropolis of Williamstown, Pennsylvania, oh, I which is right by our City, Tremont. Um, down in the, down in the Southern part of Schuylkill County. County I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. it. So
0: she, she, she climbed up North in the world in here.
1: Kids oh, right. you have, you have it all now, right? You got, two three beautiful children we have a four almost five-year-old Bryn, uh son three franklin is his name named after my dad and um my 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 son who's six months old his name is miles so we're having a blast man Folks, Every so look day, at this
0: this day, guy day. who who doubted himself <laughs> back when he was 20 who 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 took a little yeah. vacation from school <laughs> you see you see how life takes you in in different areas and put you back on track. He followed just some intuition, some maybe uh, deep desire. Oh, let me go to this this eye care facility and I'll start doing doing log works. You were probably cleaning the bathrooms at the time. Now you're Mr. Big Shot. (laughs) You see what we can all learn from you. I love it. I love it.
1: it, It's a blessing every single day.
0: Well, that was a great arc of your life. I'd like to answer a few questions from viewers and I have a couple myself. Um, Here's the deal.
1: Yes. Uh, so
0: as you get older, eyeballs weren't meant, you know, you and I are a deep science people. So we know that h- humans and animals are only meant really the, the purpose is to live to reproductive age.
1: Those telomeres, and, right? They, yes. So- and
0: then after that, <laughs> biology says, we don't care about you anymore. Get to reproductive age and then you can die. Who cares?
1: I love it. So, yeah. so
0: when you get older, your eyeball uh, is going to change shape because you are pretty much expendable already. But why does it change shape? Why why does that happen?
1: We have no idea. Whoever figures it out will be on their private. Oh, so that's not known, clean. right? That's not known why. Uh, yeah, opia I think is what you're referring to, and that is right. you know old vision, if you will, uh, and it is really commonly referred to as. I care because it really does. It affects every single person on the face of the planet. If you're, I jokingly say with patients, if you're lucky enough to live this long, you yeah. get it. Uh, so congratulations. What and, is that? So, over thirty. It's where we start the long arm. You do this? Yes. <laughs> well, this. right here? You know. So it's pretty universal,
0: though. It hits when in your thirties, always.
1: Uh, usually early 40s, early to early mid 40s. 40s. Early to mid 40s is when it begins. And so, yes, inside the eye is a lens. And that lens is about the same size and shape as an M&M in real life. And it's attached to a muscle by these little tiny fibers called zonules. And so when our <laughs> brain sees something up close, those that muscle flexes, the zonules stretch, and the lens changes shape, and it it variably focuses. We have a variable focusing system built into our eye, much like a camera lens. I
0: know it's excellent. It's
1: beautiful. And so what happens is we don't know, is it the muscle that stops getting, you know, as active? Is it the lens that becomes less flexible? Is it something with the zonules? Is it a mixture of all three? To be honest, there's a ton of theories, some really good ones, but we don't know. Um, and there's no cure for it. That leads into the process of cataract formation, which is where that lens gets cloudy and blurry. And, and typically we pull that sucker out and put a new one in, you know, and the whole lens, lens comes out. Well, not the whole lens, but a uh, majority of it. Ninety percent of it. So that's
0: something. And where does the yeah. replacement come from? Uh, is it is sort of that
1: rusty old plastic that we find on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> the recycling plant. The yeah, old yeah, it's recycled. <laughs> Yes, it's very green. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's a, a advanced piece of technology that, you know, help you see far close. Intermediate, OK, so it's not
0: cadavers or, or pigs or anything no, like that. It's a Most piece of of plastic. It really is. Yeah. So do, 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 is there anyone on this planet, there's anomalies for everything, who's going to have perfect vision their whole life into their 70s, 80s, or that's nearly impossible?
1: You know, here's the thing, Joe. It, again, vision. Think about this for a second. Can you tell me what I'm seeing right now? That's
0: deep. It's, it's right? individual. It's, it's Oh,
1: so deep, right? And that has to do with what I do. It has to do with my level and comfort for blur, what we call blur. Maybe I'm okay with some blur. Maybe I'm not okay with some blur. Maybe I'm digging ditches. Maybe I'm doing neurosurgery. You know, it depends, right? So you're saying it's very
0: subjective.
1: It's Vision is somewhat subjective. Now the non-subjective part is when we sit you in front of the old Snellen chart and we ask you to read the letters (laughs) on the chart. You guys have to update that thing already. Come on. I know. Right. Well, you know, I'm gonna invite you to the office have eyeballs. <laughs> so I'm gonna invite you to the office. And uh we have electronic eye charts that you know they flip through, it's random, and so it's a little better than that, but you're right, it is very limited. Yeah, but I'm, sick, I'm some, sick
0: of that chart, and I'm also yeah. sick of the three-dimensional fly from uh, from <laughs> elementary school or Not
1: perception. Yes, it's an important <laughs> thing. Um, those tests. But, <laughs> yeah, so so I think it really depends. There's there's day after day, I'm always flabbergasted I get an eight year old um, person that comes in never had an eye exam and they're is saying it? very poor 2100 and they say well I've, I just recently stopped seeing well I'm like no you've not been seeing well for quite some time but again you have to look at the whole picture you know what is this person doing what is you know You're right it's a it, it's a slow
0: fade but it's also yeah. um, uh, there's a wine index uh, in terms of are you a winer do you could you get by on slight blur? Because the opposite
1: side of the story is true. I get somebody that comes in, you know, 2020 is perfect. 2025 is just one line less than perfect. You get somebody that comes in and says they're 2025 and they're blind. And you want to get a actual blind person, because I know many of them, (laughs) bring them in and say, no, this person is actually blind. They don't even know you're over there. You're not blind. Stop using that word. (laughs) Speaking of that legally blind, I always thought since I was a kid, legally blind Uh means you cannot see It's black. But legally blind means what? The actual definition for legal blindness means that you are not correctable, means with glasses, contacts, or some other refractive corrective device. Oh, you're not correctable. Not correctable beyond 2200. That is the actual legal definition. for. And what's 2200? It's the big E on the eye chart. Oh, so the big E you can't make out. You can't even see it. Yeah, you can't. You can't so you, see so that. So, if, if you're legally blind, you can see blurred colors. And and Joe, that there, there's more than just the big E on the eye chart. You know, <laughs> there's more to it. You know, we have special charts with bigger letters that we hold closer to, <laughs> to help because for folks that are visually impaired, we want to be able to measure that. Functionality too, and we do with different charts and with different measures and metrics. So it's just a that's just a somebody some bureaucrat came up with that dumb <laughs> definition. I figure time. that. I figure that. <laughs> yes, not a medical or, or science person at any sense or reason, but that is. I figured. Reality. I figured. Well, here's yeah. where you're gonna hate me.
0: I'm gonna tell you all my uh, I'm not my,
1: gonna
0: hate you, Joe. I'm all my beefs here. We got another what, 10, 15 minutes? Could you give oh, me Oh, you're good, you're fine. All right, here's my beefs. All right, first of all, um I don't know what you mean by hey Siri, we got another one. Did you hear that? My watch was set up. We're not talking to you, Siri. Go to sleep. All right, so here's what here's my beef. Yes. Since since I needed okay. corrected, I'm gonna throw her away. Since I needed <laughs> corrected vision when I got into my 30s, mm-hmm. call me cheap. I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm not cheap. You go to the eye doctor. Now this is pre-internet for me. You get the prescription. Yep. All right. Uh, I was slightly off with distances, so I was a little nearsighted. I'm minus one point two five. That's how do you feel about that? First of all,
1: yeah, no, that's great. I mean, that's just a very mild nearsighted prescription. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, so I can see perfectly. Place to be because you have so much flexibility. You could see up close. Even though you're, you know, yes. beyond the age of presbyopia, you so son you have of a gun, you, you have you have flexibility. It's yes, a good, it's a good prescription. Yeah,
0: thank you for saying that. But anyway, so I remember in my 30s, and I get the prescription, and then they literally walk you from the doctor's office. And this is where you're going to cut me off and say, "Okay, Snedeker, I'm not doing this anymore." <laughs> and, then, and then there's this hall of frames. It's beautiful, right over here, actually. Yes. And mm-hmm. then I start looking at these frames, which to me, to my ignorance. At that time, and maybe even still today, these little pieces of wire, yeah, basically, and I see a frame, no lens, three hundred dollars, yeah. four hundred dollars. I'm like, this has got to be a scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah. you, it through the through the '90s and into the 2000s, you could not get glasses right. without dropping five hundred bucks.
1: It was a hell of a time. Yeah, Good time to be
0: <laughs> So here comes the internet. And I'm not a big glasses guy. Like you said, I can get by. Right. Close, I can see fine. Driving, distance, movies, I squint a little. No big deal. Right. But now I start seeing all these pop-up, iBuyDirect.com, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm like, let me check them out. Right. Now I'm getting frames, literally, Yeah. for $25. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm
0: Absolutely. like, and I tell people, like, I'm telling you it was a scam all along. Yeah. Now here's the problem. Yeah. So, you know. These frames uh-huh. and these glasses that I get, I'm sure they, the lenses are subpar, but they're fine for me. I mountain bike, I drive, I go to the movies. Right. I sometimes buy three, four glasses, pairs at a time for under a hundred right. bucks. Right. So tell me what this whole thing is all about.
1: Do you have an opinion oh, on all
0: that? Well, Was it a know, scam for a while?
1: <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it, you know, naturally. So is, is the frame itself, you know, worth a certain amount? Well, listen, there's you know, Gucci's and there's Prada's and Ray-Ban's <laughs> and, you know, I'm not making money on the fact that they put Gucci on it and it's, you know, five times more to cost. So there's, gotcha, there's, gotcha. there's also some branding to that, you know, so there's that component to it that, you know, we're paying more for it. You're paying more for it. Um, so if you want the fancy, you know, whatever style, you can do that if you want. Um, there's also the, the lens technology, right? And so you might say to yourself, well, lens technology, Men's right? <laughs> Forget that. You know, Lynch, I'm a man. minus one I know what that means. I bend the light. I put it on my retina. No big deal. And and I think for simple prescriptions like yourself, uh, and in that type of situation, not a problem. Now, here here are the here are the um you know uh opposing sides of that discussion, right? So you know. When you get a prescription, the optical center of the lens is where your eye lines up with the center of that lens on your the frame on your face, right? Gotcha. You've heard of something called the pupillary distance.
0: Pupil distance. I
1: measure yeah. my own. I think I'm five yeah. inches or something.
0: Five and a half. Does that make sense? I don't.
1: Well, know. sure, sure. <laughs> that's, you know, I forget what we I prefer mentioned. the metric system in the scientific world. Oh, right? I love it. Yes, <laughs> but you know that that's that's fine. And so you know that that is done. You know again, a, if you're only doing a distance prescription, it's not as important if you were having a, a progressive or a bifocal or you know if you have a stigmatism. Gotcha. Those are, are are situations where having that optical center pretty accurate matters. Um, now again, if it's so going to get that online, well, if it's off a millimeter or two, you know, you may, it may result in headache, eye strain, you know, um, or what we would call asthenopia, which is Ooh, a great word for you. It's a medical term for eye strain right you know, back it, at you, brother. And so there's been lots, there's been some studies done that look at the quality, look at the impact resistant nature, look at the materials that are being used, what kind of paints, these types of things. And certainly, you know, you're absolutely right. It's subpar materials, so you get what you pay for. But look, I, I like a good deal. Um, when somebody says to me, hey, I'm going to take my prescription and and go elsewhere, or I'm going to get, you know, a couple pairs online. No problem. I have a primary objective. I worked my butt off in school to ensure that your eyes are healthy. That's my primary goal. And I plan to do that from this point moving forward. So you want to get your glasses online. I have no problem with that. Um, We have a selection of frames and lenses that come with, you know, a, we think really good uh, care, service, quality. Re, um, uh, if, if something happens, we'll get you a new one, all that warranties. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 up to you. I, I certainly think, Joe, that this will be a bigger part of eye care moving forward. Anybody that thinks that it's, you know, just going to be the way it always was, like what you described, right. is yeah. absolutely wrong. You know, it's, it's going to be a bigger part of You know, I care moving forward. So
0: more choices, more choices. But you're right, too. um, I think there's a lot of people that that name is worth the extra for. My wife, I bought her for Christmas two years ago. I forget the name, but it was a purse that she wanted. Yeah for $550 for Christmas. I mean, yeah. I hated myself. You got a bargain. But it made her happy. To me, I can go to the dollar store and get a purse for $12 and it looks the yeah. same to me. So, so it's just like locker. vision,
1: you know, it's it's in the eye of the beholder, right? I so, guess. if you want $5 pairs and that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. My goal is to make sure you don't have glaucoma. You don't have macular degeneration. Yes. You get I literally the reason why I was late for this was cuz a guy that lives down the road from here uh, got a piece of wood in his eye. And so got that oh out, out of his cornea and he's got a little abrasion. We put a bandage lens on gave him some antibiotics. That's what I like to do. You know, I, I like the business side. You know, I, I certainly love, you know, frames and lenses, you know, when people buy frames and lenses from, from us, a local, you know, place uh, that supports our ability to, you know, help the lo- local little league and, you know, uh, do things like help the churches in the local area. And, and we do a lot of that and that, you know, it's a small business support type thing.
0: Not only that, but they get to hang out with you. I mean, that's worth it right there. You're just a cool guy. I want to get my glasses from you. If you I'd weren't, if you weren't an hour away, I'd be going to you. I'd be going to you.
1: you it's worth the ride, Joe. I'm gonna harass you. I don't know who you normally go to, but I'm sure I know him or her. And um, I'm sure I they don't go much. Jericho.
0: I don't go much. You should go once a year. I haven't gone in three, four years. Every time I go, Yo! my prescription, my prescription Bro. is always the same for ten years. Now, is that
1: unusual? No, not for a prescription like yours. It's very common. You but think it'll speak? looking? It's more than that, right? I mean, you do you go to your primary care doctor?
0: Yes, every year, twice a year.
1: So why? You know, it's just a checkup. You know, so I neglect sure my you're... eyes.
0: I hate myself. I, I'm I. I am an eye neglector.
1: Uh, you could text me whenever you want to come. I'll get you in. I promise.
0: <laughs> could you tell me what the eyeball looks like inside when you're dissecting these on the cadavers? And did that freak you out? Tell the truth.
1: No, not at all. It's it's not what you think. It's not what you think. It's not you know as. You see pictures of the eye inside the eye and yeah, looking at it in real life. Is, We're dangling is,
0: out from horror movies. It's literally just connected by that optic nerve in the back, right? And a couple tendons,
1: six eye muscles. And, uh, you know, there's six eye muscles that form a cone around the optic nerve. There's fat, there's tendons. Yes. It's, it's pretty well, you know, shoved in there. If you will. I've heard
0: these stories about it coming out. Could it, it yeah. actually does come out? In very
1: rare cases, thyroid eye disease is one, you know, where, you know, a thyroid, somebody that has an autoimmune uh, issue with their thyroid, um, sometimes those antibodies that attack the thyroid can attack some of the muscles around the eye um, and engorge them and actually push the eye out so much so that it's at at risk for actually, um, like you said, coming out, if you will. So Uh, whether it be- For which is proptosis. So,
0: proptosis with an accident or such, when it's dangling out, I hate to turn into this to a gore session. Yeah, but, but is do it I, still, is it there.
1: still seeing? Could it, could it hang out and like you're seeing straight down? In some cases, yes. In other cases, no, it would depend on what the, the situation, you know, was the optic nerve damaged or, you know, what, what the case, but there are many cases where, you know, a, a patient will have an eye, you know, leave its socket and go back in at no issue at all. It's very uncommon and no one should worry about that, you know, <laughs> happening to them, generally speaking. Um, but in, in Put it on her, a low in, list of worries, right? It's way low on the list. I've seen what? it once and i've i've been told that old wives tale
0: when you look into the eye you can tell the entire uh, health status of the person i mean yeah, how many, it's, you it's can not tell old wives blo-
1: tale there's there's literally hundreds of health conditions that can be seen by looking inside the eye it's the only place in the body where we could see blood Pumping in real time. So, I mean, I spoke to three primary care doctors today um, about health conditions, the things that we found here in the office. One was a stroke in the eye, and the other two were new onset diabetes. Patients that came in, had no diagnosis of diabetes, had a primary care doctor, much like you had an eye doctor, Joe. And um, you know. <laughs> Had one, went to them, I don't know, three, four years ago, some willy nilly thing. And then they came in and they're like, oh, COVID, I haven't been to a doctor and blah, blah, life has gotten busy and blah, blah, blah. I can't see up close, need <laughs> you to help me. And I'm like, well, you have diabetes in your eye. We have some bigger fish to fry here. So, but wouldn't
0: that um, have been notified through
1: a blood test if that person had gotten a blood test or not necessarily? hundred percent. Probably, right. A- absolutely. But, you know, sometimes the impetus to do something is my arm is hanging off. I need to fix it. Right. Unfortunately, diabetes doesn't make you feel anything um, until you're having a stroke and you're dead. Right. So it's, it's a, a sneaky condition, much like glaucoma. Don't feel glaucoma. It's sneaky. It's, it's painless. Um, so the things that happen inside the eye, uh, fortunately, unfortunately are often unnoticed until they're a real problem. So you want us to see,
0: uh, you or a person like you at least once a year, correct?
1: It's, it's reasonable, you know, certainly at school age, you know, that's a whole other conversation we totally forgot. Uh, But, you know, obviously vision is, is uh, very important with learning Want to make sure kids can see the board, Want to make sure they're able to read um, and, and understand what they're reading. So children at school age should be getting an eye exam every year. Um, And then, you know, certainly in your forties and on, we should be talking about an eye exam every year. And I remember reading
0: ultraviolet radiation from the sun. Everyone worries about their skin. They put the sunscreen on. But a lot of times uh, people don't think about their eyes. Sure, we wear sunglasses, but yeah. all that infrared, all that ultraviolet radiation damages what? What is it? Is that the what? Your retina, your
1: Uh, macular degeneration is the number one thing that we're worried about with that. We have a lot of white pasty folks up in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Am I right? I'm looking at one of them right here. So (laughs) light complected white, uh, even it, it don't have to be white. Hispanic Latino happens as well. Um, but certainly, you know, um, White, pasty folks, uh, above the age of 65, high risk for macular degeneration. Smoking increases your risk by 20 times, but certainly exposure to UV light, we know, is, a, is a, another independent risk factor. So you want um, us to wear sunglasses all the time as soon as we step outside? Again, it's, it's just like protecting, just like you said, just like wearing sunscreen. It's the same thing. Yeah. The problem is, and this is societal,
0: when you put sunglasses on and it's not like a sunglass environment, you seem like uh, like a Jamie. jerk. No, like a jerk. Like ooh, look at Mr. Hollywood here with his stupid sunglasses. Are you
1: a sunglass guy or no?
0: I am. But Me yet too. but yeah, yet I take them off like when I if I were to see you at the parking lot at the mall, I wouldn't leave them on because I think he's going to think I'm a jerk leaving the sunglasses on. I,
1: I I'm always know. conscious
0: about sunglasses on. I
1: might need to sit you down on a couch to talk to you about that. <laughs> that's a different conversation you don't think that I,
0: sunglass I, people are jerks
1: wear their sunglasses <laughs> you outside
0: don't, you don't see my point
1: that some sunglasses i people, do i see your point the I'm over sure. sunglass people are jerks um you know what though i'm one of those people though i'm just light sensitive i go outside and i'm just i'm uncomfortable <laughs> without even right now it's overcast i'll put sunglasses on to go home i'm just my eyes are more
0: comfortable okay perfect example
1: yes. it's cloudy out
0: you're walking around with sunglasses on. I'm going to say, "Look at that jerk."
1: You know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's probably my problem. I That's get your that. problem now, not What's mine. <laughs> I'm protecting my eyes from <laughs> macular degeneration. You know? Yeah, but you know, some people wear
0: sunglasses just to look cool. They're not worried about their eyes. True. As long as they get them from me, I
1: don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: No. I will admit to this. I wear sunglasses at the beach to look at the ladies. My wife knows that. Oh, too. Joe. All right. Here we go. <laughs> like the trust He's nest a, here. These are your fan, uh, friends and fans, I guess. Rebecca says, best eye doctor and nicest guy ever. I don't That's know. Very if you, kind. you're Leanne that. says, how do hormone fluctuations affect vision? Is that something?
1: Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. Is that right? Jeez. I never knew that. Hormones. Listen, Joe, one of the biggest things I deal with on a daily basis is ocular surface disease. Say that with me real slow. Ocular, ocular surface, surface disease. Disease. Yes. Thank you. Dry eye, dry eye. And so another know,
0: question here, same thing. Good. What is that?
1: Yeah, so dry eye is, you know, a, a inconsistency in the quality or the quantity of our tears. And certainly hormones play a big role there. So certainly, you know, change of life women going through change of life is, is going to put us at risk for dry eye um, diabetes hormone, you know, definitely is a, you know, an endocrine uh, etiology, thyroid conditions. Um, so these are all treatable. Absolutely.
0: Dry eye. I remember when I first saw the commercial for that, had to be over 10, 15 years ago. I'm like, what a yeah. scam this is. But it's yeah. not. It was my ignorance. That's all that was.
1: It's only a scam if it doesn't affect you, you know? <laughs> I know.
0: I know. Rocco says, great doctor. When you talk to him, it's like talking to a family member. These people love you, man. These I people love you. I'm going to a specialist Thursday, something with my cornea, and I'm scared, says Mary. Should she be scared? Something with the Oh, cornea. she should
1: cancel that appointment and come see me. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you shouldn't be scared. Um, you know, I would say, you know, one of the reasons why I love eye care is that very rarely, even though, you know, I, I love the opportunity to help change the trajectories of people's lives in, in serious ways. Um, very rarely is it life and death, you know, um, so often we're able to create a better quality of life by improving vision, even when it's something, you know, significant, like, uh, something going on, like maybe what you're describing here, contacts, special types of contacts, maybe a minor surgical procedure, maybe, you know, what, what's going on, what you need, but, um, so often. Very few things are, are not correctable and have a such a profound impact on your quality of life. It's one of the reasons why I love what we do. And I think in general, eye care providers, ophthalmology and doctors of optometry alike are very approachable, kind uh, folks. We know you are. Well, gee, thanks. You and add that like- to
0: the list of uncomfortable things that you have to do. I have to go get my prostate checked. I have to go... You know, every year to, you know, to, to get various tests, just put your eyes on the list, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you got to get the colonoscopy. All these things. Aging sucks. And it doesn't hurt. This is it easy. <laughs> you
1: come in, you read the letters <laughs> on the chart. We look at the back of your eye. You're good to go see you later. And the, you probably even have insurance that covers it. Hell,
0: boom. It. Glaucoma at 48, says Shannon. Is that uh, atypical or what's going on there?
1: Certainly glaucoma is uh, more common as we age. Absolutely. Uh, so is that inevitable or no? Not at all. Oh, no, good, good. What is, is that? Is a, that genetic? More genetic tendency? More there? likely that we believe it's genetic. Yes. Yeah. It, it, we believe is associated with pressure inside the eye, but not always. So it's, it is the reason why we check your eye pressure at the eye doctor. So many of you have nightmares about the air puff test, Poof. right? <laughs> Never heard about Oof. the air puff test. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I've had it done. You jump and you're like, yeah, I've had that done. I've had that done. There's lots of different ways to test that, but essentially what it's doing is measuring the pressure or the fluid inside your eye. Um, and it's been shown that you know if the optic nerve in the back of your eye is larger than normal. And the pressure is higher than normal that if we lower the pressure, it decreases the likelihood that that optic nerve continues to increase. The reason why that matters is because when your optic nerve gets larger, it takes away your side vision slowly. And as a human, we don't really pay attention to our side vision. We pay attention to our central vision. And so we can lose side vision without really noticing it. So yeah. if I
0: lose some of my peripheral, you're saying you I'm, even not gonna, I'm not even going to care about it.
1: You're a sharp but guy, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know that. Joe. But that's
0: a sign of something. And you're saying, Glaucoma, the but thing. the
1: only way to know that would be to have somebody look at your optic nerve, test your eye pressure, and if we see some risk factors there. Then we we do what's called a visual field test to really accurately assess your side vision. So to answer her question, it is not out of the question at all. And kudos to you for going to your eye doctor and following up appropriately.
0: Yes. Now, is that connected to you see these older citizens, senior citizens, and they have these big wrap around, weird looking what's with that?
1: Cataract glasses.
0: Is that what they are? What are they? They got doing them with free those?
1: from their cataract surgeon after cataract <laughs> surgery. And they're just rocking them.
0: It's become yeah. a joke now, right? Is that the only choice they have or why do they do oh
1: no i mean after cataract surgery your eyes are light sensitive okay so i have these big wrap around goggles you just have those yeah they're (laughs) free they give them to (laughs) them and certainly you know it's uh they just rock them you know so it's just before we end this
0: i'm before we end this i'm gonna get my frames i'm gonna show you them and tell you what do you think all right here we go these are my Uh
1: uh-oh i can only imagine
0: here's this is why this is why I think you look like a jerk when you wear glasses. So online, I bought these prescription distance sunglasses. My wife said, Joe, take them off. You look like a jerk. What do you want to say
1: about these? I think I think we could have done much better. That's all I know. You know, you obviously didn't pick them out. They're much too wide for you. They look are. Oh, heck yeah.
0: These are too wide for me.
1: 100%. Gosh, they're
0: prescription. These are my regular sunglasses. Do I look like a jerk? See, now, if I if you saw me like this, you'd be like, what a jerk.
1: Yeah, you look like you're about to hold up a, a, a 7-Eleven right what.
0: That's why I'm sunglass conscious. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I feel like I will get you I... a
1: pair of sunglasses, girl. <laughs> we'll take care of you. Prescription. Polarized. The most important thing with sunglasses is polarized lenses. There's sun a cloud. net. Are they they're, polarized?
0: They're Suncloud. They're polarized. Yeah. Okay. I right. buy Smith and Suncloud professional glasses for cycling. For cycling. Psych-
1: I'm a biker too. I don't know if you know that.
0: It says here you're a biker, a triathlete. Um, I've, I've
1: dabbled. Yes. A
0: runner. It's based on your bio. I do bio, these things.
1: Based on your bio, you are a god. Ah, everybody that knows me knows that's it's not true but you know i've been i've been very blessed and uh here i am i love the it
0: Well, I really appreciate your time. Uh, If you want, just before we end, you have a, you have a uh, interesting podcast yourself. Do you want to pump that thing out?
1: I I do. It's really not for the general public, but you can listen to it if you want. It's called Try Not to Blink. Um, It's really for eye care providers. I've, I have a lot of fun with it, but you know, most importantly, you can come and see me, you know, in, in Hazleton at Hazleton Eye Specialist. We're on the airport beltway. We're in uh, Tannersville, at, uh in uh tannersville commons uh right on route right off route 611 right by the um uh the 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 crossings and we just opened an office in pottsville to Woo, service baby. all the wonderful people in schuylkill county pottsville eye specialists so look us up on the on the internet we'll, so it's eye we'll care there. specialists hazelton eye specialists how many uh, locations uh, three, four, five. Hazleton Eye Specialist, Stroudsburg Eye Specialist, and Pottsville Eye Specialists. Um, and uh, we have three locations, uh, six doctors. Everybody here, you know, gives their all every single day to help people see better. It's lots yeah, of fun. If they
0: want to see you and only you, you're only at one location, correct? No, I'm
1: I'm at all three. I go get to all three. Here. You're
0: bouncing around. <laughs> I do. I'm ask I do. You by name. When my wife next takes me to Tannersville Outlets, which I hate, she'll say we're going for a day shopping. We'll get you in. Then I'm going to go and I'm going to say. Honey, you can shop for a while. I'm going to see my broski. We'll get you right in, y'all. I love it. All right. Dr. Dion, thanks so much for your time. You are a great American and an inspiration and just a good dude. Thanks,
1: man.
0: Thanks for doing this. Peace. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity.